Hi, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of Midwesternish, a podcast where we discuss philosophies of work, culture, and everything in between. This episode's guest is Cody Ball. Cody is a senior sales director at Spring Venture Group in Kansas City, where his work entails driving results and culture at a high level for a company of over 300 sales agents. Join us as we discuss what it looked like behind the scenes to transition a company remotely, essentially overnight, as well as what he's learned about himself as a leader and what he hopes to bring with him into his work moving forward. Thanks for listening. Well, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Midwesternish podcast. We were we discuss philosophies of work, culture, and everything in between. Tonight's guest is Cody Ball. He is a senior sales director at Spring Venture Group in Kansas City. Cody, welcome. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate you having me, buddy. Yeah. Well, before we dive in, uh, it's a pleasure to have you. Why don't you um, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and um, in what you do with Spring Venture Group? What I do is... Um kind of my career. It's I've been at Spring for five years and I started out as an agent, did that for a couple of years and then became a manager, did that for a year, then was a director. And then for the past two years, I've been a senior director. And basically my job is to oversee the production and leadership of the sales floor. I also do a couple projects on the side. We've got a remote workforce that's launching. I do a lot of um, hiring, interviewing, talent acquisition type stuff. I help out with a lot. So in a nutshell, that's, that's basically what my day-to-day looks like. Yeah, it's a lot. And I, I know that anybody who knows you knows that you are very focused on executing at a high level and care a lot about the culture and the people that you work with. So thank you for your time tonight. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So as part of our conversation, it's part of a remote leadership series that I'm working on um, where we're basically discussing what remote leadership looks like in the context that we find ourselves in with the coronavirus pandemic. So um, working as a a senior sales director, as an executive at the company, uh, for those who don't know, um, this was mentioned on the last podcast, our entire company essentially transitioned to remote work overnight. And I'm curious to hear from your perspective, Cody, what does that look like as a leader to have those decisions being made behind the scenes and move a, you know, nearly 1000 person company to remote work overnight. Yeah. Um, the day we did that, it was, it was a pretty crazy day. And I honestly, Brad and I, my, my, my peer came in at kind of the end of it. We had a team, um, the executive team was kind of working on our plan for this for weeks before it actually happened. But that Mm -hmm. day was crazy. They kind of, they pulled all the management team in and, or excuse me, the, senior leadership team in and said, Hey, this is what's going on. And then we pulled our middle management team in and announced it to everybody. And after, after that initial announcement is when it really, it was really cool to be, to be a part of actually, there was like, it was almost like a war room. Like all the executives were together in one team. You had sales trying to figure out who's, who's going home when you had it figuring out how are we going to equip these people to be able to work from home. You had HR making sure we're getting, you know, everything we need to sign for telecommuting and stuff like that. But um, in terms of getting everyone together, it's really amazing how when something as important like this is happening, everybody can just drop what they're doing and work together and focus and get things done really quickly. So from a strategic standpoint or from what we were actually doing that day, that's what it looked like. 
Um, but from my personal standpoint, I mean, the biggest, my biggest piece in all this was the communication to the sales organization, basically. Um, and it was really important to me and important to the people above me to make sure that, you know, we were really level-headed through this whole thing, cool, calm, and collected. Um, that was just kind of the vibe that we wanted to give our people because yes, it was a serious thing, but at the same time, it was a good thing. And there's a time to be grateful that we could do the things that we wanted to do and be able to operate from home. So it was a, it was an interesting day. That's for sure. It was, it was a, it was an impressive feat, I think, because it did happen so quickly. And I remember being in that room with everyone and how everyone just rolled with it and everything happened fairly smoothly given the circumstances and the company actually, um, for those listening in made this decision about a full week before, other companies began following suit. And so we were definitely ahead of the curve in that regard, which was impressive. You know, one thing that it's made me think about is um, from your perspective, what challenges do you see um, for leaders who have primarily worked in office transitioning to remote? What are they facing now? Yeah. So, I mean, we've had to deal with this on a pretty large scale. And, you know, the first thing that comes to mind, obviously, which you know, technical issues become much harder. Any any system issue with your dialer or in anything to do with your computer, internet, whatever, there's a whole process that you have to go through and somebody has to walk you through that remotely. So that stuff takes a lot longer. Um, that's obvious. Other than that, I mean, engagement, holding people accountable, having those organic interactions, those become a little bit more challenging at first, but I think that we've done a really good job of, of adapting to it and getting used to it over time. Yeah, I would ask because that's that's an important point that's come up is the sort of um, the wandering around aspect of management and leadership where you just have those in the moment interactions that are very organic. And I remember when I transitioned into leadership with the company, that was one of the things you told me was create those organic um, interactions with your people. That's much more difficult in a remote environment. So how have you seen other remote leaders and how have you been able to recreate some of that in a remote environment? So you got to be become a little bit more reliant on data. That's one thing. Um, you can't go, you can't step out of your office and, and listen to the sales floor and hear somebody, you know, that may be struggling on a sales call or maybe they're struggling with mindset wise. So you look for trends, you look for trends in data and you have those daily check-ins with everybody on your team, no matter what. Um, because you never know what somebody's going through and you always have to have that daily interaction with them. Um, email, Gchat, that stuff becomes so much more important. Daily stand-ups with your team as a group. Um, we actually had a meeting today that Alex that you were in where one of our directors, Mike Wilson, talked about how mm -hmm. that stand-up meeting is your is like your family dinner. You guys need to talk about your day, what you're grateful for, what happened, and that's how you create that kind of family environment and build your culture in the remote setting. Absolutely. That intentionality is so important. Yep. Now, one thing that you're really big on is self-knowledge as well as the importance of knowing your people, that combination of understanding yourself and understanding your people and how those two things interact. So um, with those two things being unlocked, you're able to maximize motivation. And so much of sales leadership is about creating motivation for a team. How does knowing your people translate to remote work where you can't do some of those things, like you said, where you're not seeing the sort of physical indicators that you might normally see if you were on the sales floor. Um, and and you're, you're talking about data, but can you say a little bit more about how 
knowing your people um, translates in that context and how the data informs that. Yeah, I mean, I think an important point to drive home would be that regardless of whether you're in an office or working remotely, that knowing your people is still the most important thing, regardless, that doesn't change. Um, that was one thing that when we were hiring for this remote pilot that we're a part of, we were like, you know, we think we want people that are, you know, extra autonomous, they're extra self-motivated and stuff like that. And, and that's all great, but that doesn't mean that that interaction matters any less. Um, mm-hmm. But the importance of knowing your people, I mean, we spend a lot of our day, at least the sales manager spends a lot of their day listening to phone calls. And if you don't know how your people sound or what your people are doing when they're at their best, then you're not going to be able to help that person when they need it the most. So really uncovering people's motivations, getting to know their strengths and getting to know what they sound like and what they work like when they're doing their best, that becomes mm-hmm. so important because you have to pick up on those nuances, especially when you're working remotely. Of what you're mentioning is also promotions, given that we work in a very fast-paced company that's growing quickly and there are now agents who are still being promoted even while we're remote to become managers. So what challenges do you see leaders facing a team for the time? So think about what's key for somebody, you know, getting into management the first time, managing people the first time, that that initial buy-in period is so important. And being able to get in a room with somebody set those expectations. Hey, this is me. This is my story. This is why I love my job. And this is what I expect from you. And I want to hear that same stuff from you in return. Um, You can still do that right in a remote setting, but you don't have that same, you can't read the room quite as well. Yeah. Um, So that becomes a little bit tougher. Um, I I know a a go-to thing for a lot of, especially new sales managers, is the concept of leading by example and how you do that as a manager is, you know, you're always on time. You're always working hard. They always see you being productive. They always see you acting with integrity and doing the right things. They can't see you. They can't see you all the time. They only see you when it's intentional and you're interacting with them. Um, also, holding people accountable. That's something that's always really tough for brand new managers. There's a certain amount of accountability that comes with you know, working in an office and everyone can see you. And so there's some built-in accountability there. Well, when you're at home, that, that's gone. And so those conversations become a little bit more tough for those new managers, I would say. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things I think about is um, we're always balancing uh, the the high expectations with the accommodation piece of this being unprecedented. What things do you think should never be any different, regardless of whether or not you're remote or in office? Hmm. What things do I think should never be different? I mean, we encourage each of our managers to have, you know, values and mission for their team and kind of what, you know, who they want to be. And I even did that for our management team with our, with our culture stuff that we rolled out a few weeks ago. And I think that your expectations that people bring their best every day doesn't change whether you're remote or working from home. Your expectations of the behaviors that you expect out of people, that doesn't change whether you're, whether you're remote or working in the office. So um, does that kind of get at what you're asking? Yeah, it does. I think, um, you know, the expectations are important and it's such a challenge with it it being as big a deal as you make it. That's such a common phrase that we talk about and how much we should emphasize what it is that we're all experiencing right now versus holding, you know, the the firm expectations of high performance, particularly in sales, I think is it can be a challenge. Yeah, I agree. 
Now, what um, to that point, what things do you think have been surprising for you in terms of benefits that you've found with remote leadership? What is what has surprised you that um, you know you didn't expect to happen? Oh my gosh, this is this one is like endless. There's there's so many things that so many benefits that have came from this that I didn't expect. I mean, personally, I feel like my productivity has gone through the roof. Um, the ability to kind of make a plan for your day and execute the plan for your day without any outside distractions. I mean, this is the perfect environment to do that. It's less, you're, you're less focused on the unimportant, which the unimportant would be, you know, my job is to drive sales, drive revenue. That's the most important part of my job. And, but there's a million different things going on that we call it offense versus defense, right? Driving mm-hmm. sales is playing offense compliance and, and all the things that are important, but not necessarily as much fun. For, for me as a, as a salesperson, um, those things tend to creep up on you and maybe take up more time than they should when you're in the office. But so I would say my personal productivity has gone through the roof. Meetings, meeting like group meetings are super efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're in the office, you there's kind of, I don't know, that kind of pressure that's like, hey, we need to start off the meeting with small talk and break everybody in and then we'll get going. But when you're doing a remote meeting, it's like right to the point. We're talking deliverables. We're talking things that we can do to solve problems. And I, most, most meetings that I've been in have taken half the time. Um, Mm -hmm. I also feel like communication has gotten significantly better because Mm -hmm. you tend to over communicate when you're not in a room with somebody. And so we've collaborated more. We're sharing things that we're doing. We're sending out emails on a daily basis, weekly basis. I mean, the communication has gone through the roof, which is something that I'll definitely be taking with me when we go back to the office. That's for sure. Absolutely. It leaves no room for assumption. And so it's very like intentional and and measured and and how we're communicating is one thing I've seen. So when we do eventually go back to the office, like you just mentioned, hopefully, you know, at some point in the near future, um, when things return to some semblance of normalcy, uh, we will go back to the office and start trickling in. How will this have changed you as a leader? What, What are you thinking that is going to be different about your leadership style moving forward? So communication, like I said before, that's, that's number one. That, that, that definitely comes to mind first. Um, you also just kind of feel like with as quickly as we did this, and then we got up and running so quickly from home, I just, I just feel more, round, more well-rounded as a leader that I can adapt to more situations because of this. And honestly, things that come up that may have seemed like a big deal before will not seem like as big of a deal compared to what we went through with this entire thing. So um, I just think more communication, more well-rounded, more adaptable, which is all going to benefit me and everyone else in, after this experience. Mm. That's a really good point. Now, one thing I'm curious about is, um, you know, moving forward, we're talking about all of these benefits, but is there anything, you know, there's been this period of reflection and this kind of arm's length view that we've been able to have of our culture and our working styles Having that period of reflection for yourself and work remotely for a while, is there anything that you plan to leave behind as a leader moving forward that after looking back, you see as something that you didn't really need to do or or operate as? And and if so, why? So something that I will leave behind from working in the office previously was the whole concept I talked about with with meetings, group meetings, 
Um, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't love our group meetings before and I've, I've grown to love them. I've grown to love them more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we talk about, I think anybody, time. yeah, I think anybody who's, who knows Cody knows he's not a fan of inefficient meetings. <laughs> yes. Yes. And this whole thing has helped me discover, like it's, it, it is completely possible to have a productive meeting where time isn't wasted, but you actually have fun with it and you get to collaborate, but it's in a productive and effective way. So that's something that I don't want to go back to before we go back to, or when we go back to the office. Um, I feel like the added structure to my day working remotely where I had structure before, but it wasn't nearly as good as that could have been. And so I definitely will not go back to the more reactive style of work that I was maybe doing before we went remote. Now, how has how has going to work remotely allowed you to be more proactive? Because this was essentially a reactive move on the part of any company that had to be forced to to do this due to the you know the health scare. How, how has that manifested as becoming proactive for you? I just have more time. I mean, that's really what it is. I, I have more time to plan, and I, I mean, through our management team, we've got we call them checklists, right? I've got. There's a manager checklist, there's a director checklist, and I even made myself a senior director checklist. And even having the time to put all those things together to really narrow down what should be the most important part of our day, like just having the time to do that. And then now all I have to do is go execute it. That's been a huge difference maker. Um, that answers mm-hmm. your question. Yeah, it definitely does. Now, what's, um, you know, through all this, we're all still learning as as we go, but one one thing that I'm curious is what would you like to impart to other remote leaders at any level going through this for the first time? You know, what is one thing that we're not thinking about that we should be? So on a, from a personal standpoint, um, one thing that I was wrong about when hiring our remote people is that the connection piece, the culture piece is less important with remotes. And it's actually more so. Um, we, we, we brought 15 remote agents in um, back in March. And, you know, we thought that all these people would, you know, they'd be wanting to just be left alone and do their training, you know, watch a video and they'd be good. Well, that was not the case at all. They loved getting together as a group and they loved collaborating and all those things. So it, it, it's really how, it's really funny how, yes, it's very different, but all the things that are most important are still the same. So everything that you think is important, working in an office, the culture, connecting with your people, coaching, using data, all, all those kind of pillars of managing a remote team setting goal or managing a team, like setting goals. I mean, all those same pillars are the same. And so you shouldn't approach the interactions differently. It's just, you shouldn't approach the interactions in terms of setting goals, making connections, motivating people, all that's the same. It's just the how that's different. You just have to figure out Mm -hmm. a different way to do it, but the same stuff is still the most important stuff. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because at its core, we're, people are people regardless of what platform or, or physical space you're occupying. And exactly. I think, yeah, one of the things that I've really driven home to the people I work with, with the 63 sales coaches I work with, is that a company is not just a physical space. It's you and I building something together, and that's never been more clear than now. So definitely yeah. resonate with that. Now. Um, one last question, because I know you're you're an avid reader, an avid listener of podcasts. Um, what's a book or a podcast we should be listening to or reading right now? 
So got a couple for you. Um, the most, the two books that have really been resonating with me lately. Um, the first one is High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. Um, mm -hmm. It's all, it's, it's a lot about personal productivity. He's really big on clarity, getting clear on who you want to be first, and then getting clear on what you want. Um, I love that. I, I love that whole concept. That's something that I use with our people constantly is just the importance of clarity. So I definitely check that one out. And the second one, which is, um, she's kind of all the rage right now, but Brene Brown's Dare to Lead. Mm -hmm. um, that book's all about, you know, courage and leadership. We need leaders that are courageous and vulnerable. And what people typically think of being vulnerable isn't necessarily just, you know, puking out all your guts all the time and sharing all your personal information. It's, it's being willing to stand up for the things that you think are right or being willing to put yourself in uncomfortable situations because you know it's going to make things better. It's a fantastic book. I've gotten a lot out of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for, for sharing that. I'm going to look into those and would encourage our listeners to do so as well. Um, Cody, is there anything else that you would like to impart to our audience? No, I, Alex, I, I appreciate you having me on. I think this is really cool. And what you're doing, I've read your blog, I've read several articles, and I know we had the podcast with Taylor last week. And I think this is a great resource for not only people in our company, but for anybody to listen to. So I really appreciate you having me on. This is great. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for taking some time tonight to be with us and appreciate your time and always, uh, as always, your thoughtfulness. Absolutely. Thanks for listening in to the second episode of Midwesternish, a podcast. If you're interested in additional content, please visit us at midwesternish.com and stay tuned for more content coming your way soon.